You have reached the Cherry Club. Please leave a message after the tone. I am so extremely excited to be starting the first ever episode of Cherry Club. It is crazy to me that I have my own podcast because this has been something that I've been wanting to do for a really long time. So welcome. I'm your host, Alex, and in this show, I'm here to remind you how insanely powerful it is to be a woman and how unstoppable women can be when they come together to support one another for who they are. With this podcast, I kind of want to build a sense of community. So if you're listening, you have just joined the Cherry Club. In this glamorous club, you are supporting other girls and learning how you can improve your life for yourself and the woman around you by working on becoming the main character and the woman of your own dreams. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about some new wave feminist ideologies and the celebrities and women in my life that have inspired me to start the Cherry Club. I see a lot of books, podcasts, advice columns, and movies told from kind of a female perspective. However, they also go through kind of like a male gaze. And I think this content blinds us women to thinking it's empowering because it's told by a woman when in fact everything that is being proclaimed is motivated by stereotypical male desires. So for example, in this kind of media content, people will say things like, how to get him to fall for you and don't talk to him for X amount of days and then say this. And I feel like women just follow this information, the set of rules, and try and manipulate people to like them. I'm here to remind you that you don't even have to manipulate people to like you. That's just such a toxic thing. It makes you overthink and anxious to the point that you end up nitpicking all your actions around someone. And it just disappoints me seeing such amazing women talk about these kinds of things. I know that when I would listen to these kinds of podcasts or I would read up about how to get a guy to like me, I would kind of mimic these perfect moves that were proven to work like a charm rather than be honest and myself and show my true feelings. Although this advice may be told in a liberating way, it simply just made me feel insecure and more critical of my own self and actions around someone I was interested in. Whenever I would go to hang out with someone, I would always just ask myself, do they like me rather than do I like them? And I think that that is the most important question we forget to ask ourselves. I just want to make it really clear that you don't have to be anxious about if anyone likes you and that you don't have to manipulate anyone to like you because being yourself should be enough. And if it's not, then that's when you know you don't need that person in your life. I think this kind of media just further pushes us women to revolve our lives and decisions about men and just makes us far more anxious. And I feel like this is something that we see so much today. I want to talk about Gillian Flynn and her book, 
Gone Girl. Now in this book, there is a monologue and it completely changed the way I think and see things and really just made me kind of work on myself and my internalized misogyny. Also, it made me realize that it's not girls against girls and that I should just be myself instead of being someone that I'm not just to impress men. So, I'm going to read you this monologue so your mind can be blown just like mine was. Men always say that as the defining compliment, don't they? She's a cool girl. Being the cool girl means I am hot, brilliant, funny woman who adores football, poker, dirty jokes, and burping, who plays video games, drinks cheap beer, loves threesomes and anal sex, and jams hot dogs and hamburgers into her mouth like she's hosting the world's biggest culinary gangbang, while somehow maintaining a size two. Because cool girls are above all hot. Hot and understanding. Cool girls never get angry. They only smile in a chagrined, loving manner and let their man do whatever they want. Go ahead. Shit on me. I don't mind. I'm the cool girl. Now, I'm gonna pause because I just want to say how true this is. I feel like there is totally this tomboy phase that all girls go through. Like sure, there is a lot of girls out there that are interested in sports and video games and stereotypically male things. However, they don't do it to impress a guy. They do it for themselves. But somehow, like myself growing up, I was kind of ashamed of being girly and I kind of went through this tomboy phase where I was like, no, no, like I like sports and yeah, I like video games and I would tell the boys in my class all these things. I had the cool girl mindset at such a young age, it was almost subconscious. I didn't even realize that I wasn't being myself and I guess it's because I saw all this content of girls being tomboys and the guys falling for them. And even when you watch movies, it's always the girly girl who ends up being the mean one and the tomboy who ends up being the nice one and the down-to-earth one and the one that the guy falls for because she's casual and she likes sports and has the same interests as him. But the tomboy wasn't who I was growing up. I was a girly girl. I've always been a girly person. Like, I scream to ABBA and I love sparkles and Starbucks. But I was so ashamed of liking stereotypically girly things for the longest time. I was kind of changing myself in a sense so I wouldn't get made fun of by guys or that I would impress the guy that I liked. And I feel like a lot of girls have gone through this. I'm going to continue with the monologue, but I will probably interrupt again just to prove a point. Men actually think this girl exists. Maybe they're fooled because so many women are willing to pretend to be this girl. For a long time, cool girl offended me. I used to see men, friends, coworkers, strangers, giddy over these awful pretender women, and I'd want to sit these men down and calmly say, you are not dating a woman. You are dating a woman who has watched too many movies written by socially awkward men who'd like to believe this kind of woman exists and might want to kiss them. Now I'm interrupting the monologue again. I think this statement here is extremely true. Yeah, women have watched too many movies produced by socially awkward men. And yeah, majority of films are written by men. There is 
of serious lack of diversity in Hollywood. Like the first woman to win an Oscar for best director was Catherine Bigelow, and that was in 2012. So since 2012, no woman has won an award for best director. And I think that that is absolutely ridiculous. And majority of the stories that we're viewing go through the male gaze and through the male perspective, making both men and women conditioned to believe and imitate the cool girl trope. I'm going to continue with the monologue. I'd want to grab the poor guy by his labels and messenger bag and say, the bitch doesn't really love chili dogs that much. No one loves chili dogs that much. And the cool girls are even more pathetic. They're not even pretending to be the woman they want to be. They're pretending to be the woman a man wants them to be. Oh, and if you're not the cool girl, I beg you to believe that your man doesn't want the cool girl. It may be a slightly different version. Maybe he's a vegetarian, so cool girl loves Satan and is great with dogs. Or maybe he's a hipster artist, so cool girl is a tattooed, bespeckled nerd who loves comics. There are variations to the window dressing, but believe me, he wants cool girl, who is basically the girl who likes every fucking thing he likes and doesn't ever complain. How do you know you're not the cool girl? Because he says things like, I like strong women. If he says that to you, he will at some point fuck someone else because I like strong women is code for I hate strong women. So that's the end of the monologue and it's just so mind-blowing and impactful and true. This trope, as I mentioned, is seen so many times in movies. It just makes us think that our partner has to have the exact same interests and hobbies as us. Basically, like, if we want a guy to be interested in us, we need to be the identical version of that guy. So it's not even liking stereotypically male things that make you the cool girl. It's liking whatever the guy likes so that he sees that you guys have the same interests and then you have the hopes that he will like you. But technically, you're not being yourself. So again, I totally went through this cool girl trope and it's horrible. After realizing it, I was like, damn, I have been doing this basically my whole life. And I feel like so many girls do it. And that's kind of where a lot of internalized misogyny stems from. Because you'll be talking to a guy and let's say there's another girl that's interested in him. Or, you know, you just know of another girl that's talking to him. And then you'll be like, well, I like this fashion designer that he likes, and I like the same music that he listens to, and me and him play the same sport. And then you'll look at the other girl or you'll stalk the other girl, and you'll be like, oh, well, she doesn't like those things, so I'm cooler than her. Like, I'm way cooler than her. Like, I'm the cool girl. So then you're like, oh, he likes me because I like the same things that he likes. And then you kind of morph yourself to be the same version of him and compete with the other girl and think that somehow you're winning. And anyways, you just end up thinking that the other girls who don't know the rappers that boys listen to or the sports that they're interested in or whatever, you just kind of compete with them and think of them as less than you. At least that's something that is embarrassing for me to admit, 
but it's something that I have done and I don't recommend it at all. It is so much more freeing to just support another girl rather than compete with her. Be yourself and dig deep down and realize that you don't actually like Kanye West or hockey that much. Create a girl group and have a good time with a bunch of bad bitches that empower one another. Also, this trope has portrayed women as overly emotional because once a girl in the movie starts crying or shares how much she likes a guy, she is instantly no longer cool and no longer attractive. So in real life, women dilute their emotions and anger because they don't want a guy to be turned off by them. So basically, I'm just sick and tired of seeing this cool girl trope. Seeing girls getting this advice of how to get a guy to like me and what do I do? And oh, I have the same interests as him, so he must like me. Who the fuck cares what he likes? And who the fuck cares about what kind of moves you have to make to get him to like you? Live your damn life. Be the woman of your own dreams. You're not the woman of their dreams. Heck, I don't care if you're their worst nightmare. Just be yourself and support other girls and don't compete with them because you're equally as awesome as every other girl. So I just want to give a shout out to all my girlfriends. A lot of the time when I'm done hanging out with my friends, I seriously feel motivated and just awesome. It's crazy how people in your life can truly hype you up and make you feel like the best person you are. And that's kind of like the person that I essentially want to be through this podcast to you guys. I just want to tell you guys and remind you how amazing it is to be a woman and how awesome you are. Not only have my friends inspired me, but a lot of strong women in media and in the music industry and the film industry have inspired me as well. You know how they say, oh, what famous person would you want to go to dinner with? Well, for me, I think, what famous female celebrity would I want to have a makeover with? What famous woman would I want to do my makeup? Honestly, I would really want Cher to just sit me down and do my makeup and give me a pep talk. Like, I think I would be in absolute tears if that happened. I kind of just want Cher to also be my guardian angel. Like I would want Cher to be the angel and devil that just sits on my shoulders and whispers into my ears every single time I'm making a decision. One of Cher's iconic quotes that totally relates to the whole theme of this podcast is, my mom said, one day you will grow up and marry a rich man. And I said, mom, I am a rich man. Another woman that really inspires me and I would just love to sit down with her, have coffee or have her do my makeup is Greta Gerwig. I think she is an amazing director and she directed one of my all-time favorite movies, Lady Bird, which also is just such a relatable film and a good coming of age film. She is also the director of Little Women and I think she did an excellent adaption of the book and the costume design was perfection. Something interesting that Greta Gerwig said in one of her interviews that I was watching was how she would like to see the Bible written from the perspective of women. 
And now going back to the idea of how the mass media is male dominated, I think that it would be very interesting to see a bestseller like the Bible written from the point of view of the women in the Bible rather than the point of view of the men in the Bible, which is what we're used to with the Christian and Catholic religion. Now, a celebrity that I really want to mention that has totally helped me with being more positive towards myself and my body is RuPaul. RuPaul is so inspiring and like all drag queens, just totally appreciates the female anatomy. I watch RuPaul's Drag Race and I feel so much better about myself and my body because you have these drag queens competing and they come in all different shapes and sizes. So you have like the short ones, the tall ones, the petite ones, the curvy ones, and you watch them all put on this padding and padding for their boobs and padding for their butts and just imitate the female body and just respect it so much and be stereotypically girly. Watching drag queens just makes me feel so appreciative of being a woman and just having the female body because there are people who imitate that for entertainment. I remember when I first got into RuPaul's Drag Race, I was watching an episode and Bob the Drag Queen said something that has really just stuck with me for a long time. He basically said how you have to choose one thing that you like about yourself and focus on that. So let's say, yeah, maybe I don't like my skin and maybe I have acne. However, I really like my lips. And then you just focus on that instead of focusing on your skin and then you expand. So you're like, I don't like my skin, but I like my lips and I like my eyebrows today and I painted my nails today and they look good. Instead of focusing on the one thing that's making you really insecure that day, you try and find the good. And I just think that has really helped me fully love myself because I just kept on constantly expanding, expanding until eventually I was like, I love all of myself. And that way of thinking has just really, really helped me a lot. Lastly, I would just want to mention some OG 90s girl bands that I think just made such a huge impact. And that would be Bikini Kill and Brat Mobile. Honestly, the punk girl revolution is absolutely insane because these women created their own music genre. I watched a documentary on Riot Girl, and it was just awesome watching it because you have these artists from the 90s talking about how Riot Girl came to be, and in the background when they're getting interviewed, there's like Blondie's posters, and it was just such a cool thing to watch. The name of the documentary that I watched, you can watch it on YouTube. It's called Don't Need You, The Herstory of Riot Girl. It's so cool how they were like, I don't care what anyone thinks about our music. This is just a safe, welcome place for girls to come together and experiment their music and create their own music and start their own band without feeling anxious about what other male punk rock bands are gonna say. And these girls just totally defied the odds and just experimented, tried different things. And I just think it's absolutely phenomenal what they did. And even like the lyrics in their songs, 
is just so brave because they call out men and the patriarchy for all the bullshit. They do it without any remorse or regret. They just totally do it. They're like, I don't care what you think, which again is what this whole entire podcast is about because I feel like there's this almost nervousness that comes to talking about feminist issues and I just really really hope that one day we can completely get rid of that and I hope that it's not controversial to stand up for your own rights as a woman because it never should be. Riot Girl in the 90s killed it, absolutely killed it. To finish the episode up I'm going to give three song recommendations. So my first song is Decepticon by La Tigra. This is one of my ultimate favorite songs and I think it's just great if you want to blast in your car, if you want to drive down the highway, if you just want to feel like a badass bitch, you just want to feel like a rush of adrenaline, I highly recommend the song. Honestly, going for a run to this song, it just gives me so much energy and it has so many different concepts to it. It's phenomenal. The next song that I'm going to recommend is Seventeen by Sharon Van Eden. This song just is kind of really wholesome in a way and it just reminds me of like just the coming of age of like a woman and growing up and being like a teenager and whatnot and that kind of stuff. Like it just makes me feel good and it's just a good song to like reflect upon a very good I am the main character and I'm romanticizing my life song. And lastly, The Edge of Seventeen by Stevie Nicks. This song, hands down, one of the best songs ever written in the world. Not only The Edge of Seventeen, but also The Edge of Seventeen remixes. Only a few weeks ago, I found out that the intro of Bootylicious by Destiny's Child is the riff of The Edge of Seventeen. Also, Miley Cyrus's new song, Midnight Sky, remixed with The Edge of Seventeen, is killer when that came out i think i had tears in my eyes like that's how good it was i was like oh my god so yeah those are my three song recommendations please listen to them if you get the chance and that's a wrap thank you so much for listening to the first episode it means so much to me and i'm just so excited to build this hot ass community of girls so Thank you for listening again, and I will see you all soon.
And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode. It means so much to me. And I'm just so excited to build this hot ass community of girls. So thank you for listening again. And I will see you all soon.